is Cultivating Indigenous Voices, a podcast sharing Indigenous history, topics, and community stories. Hosted and produced by Tina Andrew. listeners and thank you for tuning in to cultivating indigenous voices today i have a special guest who i've met once in person but have kept close contact with on instagram and his name is miguel and we're going to talk a lot about what he does well, the the one thing that i found very interesting is uh, a lot of the things that he does in the community I feel like it's a little bit different than what other people are doing. So if everyone can welcome Miguel to the show, and thank you for taking the time to come in, Miguel. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Yes. So why don't you share with the listeners a little bit of who you are, your background, what it is that you do, a little bit of some of the examples that you've done as far as work in the community. Well, as far as work in the community, I would really like to do more, but I was just kind of just starting out right now. I just finished doing like a uh, bike lane cleanup. It's called the Greenway Park cleanup, and uh, that was fun. I did that with uh, a couple of friends of mine that are involved in this other organization called the uh, Fugistas. My friend Darlene is in there. I have another friend, Vanessa. She's in there. So these are people that I've known for a while, and they just kind of were open to me coming along with them because I wanted to, I've been wanting to do work in the community based on my thing, which is the Lower Arizona. But um, I'm more than happy to go do uh, work with other people in their organizations as well because then maybe in the future we can, uh, you know, kind of have a collaboration of community work or just events. As far as other community work, I put on a movie. I did that. Yeah, at yeah. The, I, I, tried, I tried to do that at the screening room. On the real, right? That's what yeah. it's called? Yeah, I called okay. it On The Real. R-E-E-L. So t- t- <laughs> tell us about that. Um, that was cool. That was kind of just me wanting to see how many people I could bring out for a screening of Menace to Society. Cool. And it was the 25-year anniversary last year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool to show this movie, uh, give some facts about it, and maybe have some crowd engagement? Um, it actually rained that night. And you know how people are in Tucson when it rains. They're like, no, I'm going to stay in. (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't really have the turnout that I wanted, but Mm -hmm. I had, like, my good friends. I had a couple of good friends show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're always there to support me, which was cool. I did have, like, some random people show up, and I was, like, kind of in shock that, like, there was, like, this really old guy there, (laughs) this really, really young guy, and Uh there was a couple of drunk guys in the crowd, (laughs) and they were talking, and they were talking, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, 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 like, just trying to be nice. Yeah. But after they said what they wanted to say out of the way, the crowd engagement was better, because we were talking about, like, better things, like, (laughs) like actual stuff regarding (laughs) the movie. The drunk guys were just like, yeah, you're doing an awesome job. And I'm uh, like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And the reason I wanted to show that was because I feel like that movie has a lot of uh, validation when it comes to what's going on in the neighborhood still. It has a lot of relevance, I think, to what's going on still today. Because you see, like, uh, not riots so much, but just the protests, you know? And yeah. you see all that um, police violence, police brutality. At the beginning of that movie, 
they show there's an opening scene about the Watts riots, which was based on police brutality. You know, mm-hmm. that whole thing got started off of uh, a police officer pulling over a couple of black men. Yeah. Um, they didn't really say the reason, but you know, the reason obviously what the community thought was racism back then. Yeah, it was just a whole different time, and uh, I feel like that sparked off a chain of events like that were uh, happening in LA at the time. Like after that one, it was just like the whole riot thing happened. And then again, it sparked again with uh, Rodney King. And there's, I think they show a clip of that in there too. I think it's just the Watts riots. They Mm. don't because Rodney King was a year after that movie came out or a year before that movie came out. Okay. So I wanted to show that and kind of just talk to people about it and how they feel about it. And I thought it was cool experience. I definitely want to do more like Mm -hmm. community based events. Yeah. Have you done other on the rails besides the Menace to Society, other movies? Others are coming. Okay. No, that was my first one. Uh And that was just me. And financially, it was kind of hard too because it was all me you okay. know i had to like come out of pocket for mm-hmm. it which was fine i i don't mind doing that mm-hmm. because i wanted to to do it for myself but um another thing that i got planned up is uh something with flowers and bullets i don't know if you're familiar with yeah them. yeah definitely yeah so them and uh also uh they go under barrio sustainability on instagram mm-hmm. but they're called uh tierra libertad organization okay uh, tilo yeah. so we might be doing a whole uh screening for um, a movie called Blind Spotting. Okay, I don't think so, I've heard of it. I, I haven't heard of it either, but um, the preview looks actually really good. It's actually a movie based on gentrification in Oakland. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we could yeah. probably do that same thing, you know, have mm-hmm. people come out, talk mm-hmm. about it. And yeah. I think I think that it's really important to come together and have those kind of discussions. I think yeah. they're very important, especially, you know, well for everyone, really, who maybe who doesn't really understand or mm-hmm. who has questions about why, and then everyone can come together and kind of share their thoughts as to why. Or, yeah. you know, talk about, you know, how did we get to where we're at today historically and things like that. So you want to focus yeah. on those things. Have a better understanding of certain things because a lot of folks maybe they don't know or they're not aware of certain things of why it why it's led up to today and maybe why it still is kind of the same way as it is was then right i feel like uh you have to learn about yourself if nobody's going to teach you you kind of have to seek out the information Mm -hmm. and that's something that i unfortunately learned later because i'm what 36 now i just Mm -hmm. turned 36 Mm -hmm. and um I have homies that have like been in it and like doing good things in the organ in the community through organizations. I'm like, man, I could have been doing this a long time ago. Got out there and sought the information, but mm-hmm. you know, with social media and everything, it's definitely been so much easier for me to be involved mm-hmm. because it'd be like, oh, you're doing this. You know, can I help you in any way? Or yeah. I'll go to that. I'll attend. Uh-huh. I'll put my money in. I'll try and support you whatever way I can. So that's been good. I feel like social media is so important when it comes to doing this community-based events because you just want everybody you can to come. Everybody says they're gonna go. Like I'll go, I'll mm-hmm. go. And they yeah. like you know you put, you put you make your Facebook event. They say they're going. Yeah. Apparently at my movie I, I could have had 200 people going, but oh really? <laughs> only like 30 some showed up. So I'm like, hey, yeah. y'all said you were coming, but you don't come. Yeah. But that's okay. That's that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Everybody does that. Everybody has events that they say they're gonna go to and they just don't. But, you know, you just want to be as supportive as possible. And when you can go, just just try and help your friends out because they're trying to do work in the community just like you are. In my case, I have other friends that have their own organizations and are doing amazing work in the community like Flowers and Bullets and Mm -hmm. um, TYLO. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two big organizations that I was heavily influenced off to Mm -hmm. start Lower Arizona because although... Yeah, although Lower Arizona is uh, based on like like Chicano culture and hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, two things that I love. I also wanted to make it 
I don't know what the right word is, but I also wanted to just do community work and be involved in the community through my organization as well. So yeah. try and just make it fun, but mm -hmm. also have some type of history behind things. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of like the Menace to Society yeah. screening. You know, give some facts and show a cool movie. Yeah. So I really haven't done much else as far as the lower Arizona. I had a Jay Dillonite, and I don't know if oh, you're familiar yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, so For last sure. year last year we had that at a cafe passe or bar mm -hmm. passe. And that was cool. You know, I wanted people to come out and listen to uh, some old Jay Dilla and old soul music because yeah. Jay Dilla is just heavily influenced off old soul music. And that also is uh, influenced in Chicano culture with, mm -hmm. with oldies, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah, oldies true. are never going to go away when yes. it comes to Chicano culture. Like we're going to be listening to that probably until the day we die. And that mixed with um, hip hop is just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just the greatest gel, but a lot of people don't really, they don't really make that connection for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. I, w I used to be a, a DJ for like eight or nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I did a lot of uh, events in uh, town. And um, before I did Lower Arizona, that's what I was doing. I was DJing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to do more. I'm definitely wanting to do more. but That's good. Yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned about how Lower Arizona, what it, represents Chicano culture and hip-hop right do you think that there are some misinterpretations of those things that's why you want to you know kind of correct or make sure that the right information is out there because I see a lot of that on your Instagram page too and I think that's what I like about that because I'm curious too and I don't know a, lo a lot neither but it is interesting because you know as a brown person as a native person I grew up listening to a lot of oldies Chicano rap there's a lot of awesome out there that listen to Chicano rap really yes that's cool yes you know, I didn't know that. yes <laughs> for sure you know um, I grew up and my two older siblings were really into it so I grew up always hearing it and of course a lot of the movies like Menace to Society American mm. Me Mi Familia all those things you know we grew up watching Movies are, like, one of the biggest influences, I feel, in Chicano culture slash, like, kind of that subculture, total culture, mm -hmm. you know? Because that's all we have, you know? Yeah. We don't really have good representations of Mexican-Americans in cinema, mm -hmm. you know? All the uh, movies want to show is gangs. The two most infamous Mexican movies are, what, American Me and Blood In, Blood Out. Yeah, yeah, Maybe true. Mi Familia a little bit. Yeah. But all that's, all that's rooted in gangs in prison, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like... That is a huge misconception when it comes mm -hmm. to Chicano culture because there's okay. so many Chicano educators, teachers, organizers. They're everywhere. Social workers. I have so mm -hmm. many friends that are Chicanos and that do good work in the community. We're DJs. We're, you know, as far as that goes, um, my brand, Low Arizona, um, I have so many Chicano homies that are involved in the hip-hop scene here. Mm -hmm. Rappers. Cool. Breakdancers. Yeah. You know, graffiti artists. Mm -hmm. We're everywhere. But I feel like we just get pigeonholed on that whole Cholo thing. That's yeah. true. That's true. I'm yeah. not going to lie, you know. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I feel like that's what more white people will associate us with. They're mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. uh, like, kind of like a gangbanger. Mm -hmm. When it's like really not. Like me growing up, I didn't, I never was involved in like gangs or anything. But I had friends and homies that were. And like, they were like some of the realest people that I, have, I ever came across, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't really have them in my life anymore per se just because things are different now you're you're older and, you know you don't mm -hmm. really communicate with as much people but yeah like growing up in that community and you know just being a brown person you mm -hmm. just get typecast as being negative or not good you know mm -hmm. when the things that we love like Chicano rap and like hip-hop and stuff they may be seen as bad but yeah they're true. totally not bad at all mm -hmm. you know? and people I think it's the music. It's more yeah. the music of anything, you know, because mm -hmm. they hear the cussing. They don't understand mm -hmm. it. It's just like with normal people that really don't understand what rap is and hip hop is. But yeah, 
As far as like misconceptions, I feel like Chicano rap is definitely misunderstood. And uh, I also feel that lowrider culture is misunderstood. Oh, okay. I also feel like, I don't know, I just feel like there's so many misunderstandings when it comes to who we are Chicanos. Yeah. I, I just go off on tangents sometimes, like especially yeah. on my Instagram. <laughs> on my Instagram, yeah. if you follow it, I'll be like, oh, okay, here's the subject I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'll like throw a fake on break my it down. Story. I yeah. think you, it's it, to me, it's like you're breaking it down. Yeah. I have a better I break it down way better on there and not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a much better like, oh, I'm going to research this and put it out there. And I'm going <laughs> to let everyone know. But yeah, I'm really not the best speaker. But yeah, on Instagram, if you follow me, I do kind of go off on like, well, here's why I don't think this is right. But it's like on my story and it'll go away 24 hours later. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like the Instagram and social media is super important to like just put your message out there. Because yes. I feel like there's a lot of brands that kind of are just existing mm-hmm. on social media, but they don't want to engage with nobody. And I feel like that's, I feel like you should engage, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like if Definitely. somebody wants to send you a comment, like you should respond to them. Yeah. Even in like, even on your post, comment mm-hmm. back, like, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Just a simple thank you, you For know, sure. because it's not like you're out here like like you're Nike or something like you're mm. too big to even <laughs> yeah. like comment back. You know, it's yeah. just like we're all doing work. We all see mm-hmm. each other out. We all do work in the community and then we want to get together. And then when the time comes, it just makes it easier to just like not have that awkward like. I don't know, I, I follow this person on Instagram, but they don't talk to me, which is, I don't know if you've experienced that. Like when you meet someone, you're like, oh, yeah, we follow you and we talk. But yeah, in person, yeah. we're like, <laughs> yeah, weird. for sure. It is weird. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's that's the way it is sometimes. I, I don't know why. <laughs> that's I'm the just, awkwardness of uh, part of social media, I guess. I know. <laughs> I hate that part. <laughs> yeah. And that's totally not who I am, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm more of like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah, like, exactly. I'm glad we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're talking. I'm glad we're meeting. Because it's just so easy not to talk to anybody in real life. Just talk to them yeah. on social media. And I feel like a lot of people just switch up who they are. It's really discouraging to me. I don't know. Nobody's really ever came at me or been rude to me yeah. online. But it's just like, I don't know. I have to deal with comments here and there sometimes. Oh, I see. It's not all the time. But, yeah. I don't know. So, so what are some of those responses when you're, um, I guess, sharing information or, or trying to educate people on certain topics, mm. things like that? You know what's funny is I hardly even get any responses when it comes really? to, like, if I go on an, on a tangent when mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, somebody's going to say something about this. Yeah. I really don't. The only thing that I ever had anything negative come back on was, uh, I don't know if you saw that post that I shared about the uh, Christopher Columbus on 12th Avenue. It's this huge mural that's next to a business and it was done by a local artist here in town who's really respected and I didn't really know that at the time. I Mm. thought it was just a mural that's been up, whatever. Oh, I see. So, and that was like right around Columbus Day. Uh And you know how like this whole new thing of like anti-Columbus is coming out? Yeah, yeah. Indigenous People's Day. Indigenous People's Day, yeah. Yeah. And like me growing up, like I didn't think twice about it, you know? Mm -hmm. You really don't. That goes back to again not being able to learn about yourself and learn about others, you know, and Mm -hmm. other cultures in your community. I didn't really have a clue. I'm like, what do you mean Indigenous People's Day? And then you just go into it and you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. Like, we shouldn't be celebrating this person, you know? Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be celebrating Columbus. So what I did was I posted a picture about Christopher Columbus, the mural, and I was like, hey, we need to get this taken down. We need to paint over it. Oh, I see. If anybody (laughs) wants to help me, you know, I was like already willing to go paint over it. Yeah. (laughs) Just to do it like, uh, you know, who cares? I'm going to go over it. Uh, We don't need this. And it's in Mm -hmm. South Tucson, too. 
Oh, like no. right on 12th, across the street from that other amazing mural that uh, Sci-Fi did of the Impala and the Vidhan, you know, in the car wash. It has like the rainbow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's right across the street from that. Really? Yeah. And Wait, where, where is that? On 12th? It's on 12th, yeah. Next time. That you... car wash. And is there like a Loretta car on that? Yeah. Or is that a different? Okay. Yeah. yeah so that's like right down the street from me. Yeah. So if you look across <laughs> the street. I've never noticed that one. Yeah. If you look across the street, there's a bigger mural. It used to be Christopher Columbus, and there's the ocean, and there's some natives right there. Oh, okay. So my big post was, hey, you know, let's take it down. Let's paint over it. And people were like, you can't change history, you know. I don't know Mm. why you're being disrespectful to the artist that painted that. And I I was like, well, you know, I wasn't calling the artist a name or anything. I was just Mm. kind of saying, I don't want this in the community. You know, it's my community. I actually live in South Tucson, too. Yeah. So that kind of came back as negative because people were like, you can't change history fully aware of that i was like i know i can't change that but i don't but it is a reminder of yeah of the bad part of history yeah and there's even a video on youtube of the artist saying when he painted it he's like this is why i think it's great and i think christopher columbus is amazing and when you learn about it and you're like "Mm, no he's not amazing person like Mm -hmm. we've all come to like learn and find out that it was just a lot of negative things <laughs> happened yeah. back then and what he did. So I just felt like we didn't need that at all. And he actually commented on it. I had the a fr- artist. Yeah, I had a oh. friend say, hey, this is so-and-so. And uh, he commented back. He's like, well, thank you. You can't change history, but I can change the mural. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm, okay. That's <laughs> nice of you. Yeah. I commented back and I even sent him an email, hopefully, hoping that he'd get back to me. But he never emailed me. He never called me. But what did happen? The mural was changed three weeks later. Oh, really? Yeah. What's it now? <laughs> so there's an American, uh, not an American, I'm sorry. There's a Mexican flag on there. Uh-huh. And uh, it has the bird that's in the middle uh-huh. coming out of it. Oh. And wow. it's holding on to a snake. Yeah. Which I don't know what the significance of that is. Yeah. From his perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think it looks better than yeah, what a it was. huge Christopher Columbus. You yeah. Because <laughs> what he said originally was, this is Christopher Columbus. He came here. He was an amazing explorer. And uh, there's natives on this side. They're like, yeah, they're just there with their uh, strong bodies. And they look so amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just, he was before his time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah, like, wow. He shouldn't have been in time <laughs> at all. <laughs> I get why he thinks that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I get it. But I just didn't want to see that representation and that glorification of Christopher Columbus mm-hmm. in South Tucson. And Maybe he thought the same because that mural was painted in 2001 and it's what, almost 20 wow. years later and three weeks just like yeah. that. He changed it. So, And it's funny when, you know, when you say you can't change history, but history has been changed so many times, yeah. so many different levels, especially when it comes to um, understanding and respecting a certain group of people mm-hmm. and their struggles and what they went through and changing certain things. That's been that's happening. That's yeah. happened through time. Yeah, and so, especially with Native American, mm-hmm. like yeah. anything Native American, I feel like that's mm-hmm. so culturally sensitive. And like, yeah, I'm not Native myself, but I may be. You know, I may mm-hmm. have Native blood in me. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. With the love that I have for the people in the community, mm-hmm. I don't think that we needed to see that. Three weeks later, it got changed. So, wow, he didn't wow. talk to me about it. Maybe he didn't even want to talk to me, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't have a regret of posting what I posted. Yeah. But I'm just glad it got changed. And there are so many uh, Native people, including myself, that don't celebrate columbus 
I don't think anyone should. All. You know, I, yeah. I, even if, you know, they try to give me a day off work, I'm not, I'm like, <laughs> I'm working. I'm not taking this day off. <laughs> How funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, we like a, showing my little bit of resistance just because yeah. it's just, yeah, it's not good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still, I think Columbus Day here in town, they haven't yeah. changed it. I know. No. I think in California they changed it. Really? I think so, too. I think yeah. I remember hearing that. Yeah. yeah. But that would be amazing, like, if I could spark that change here, you know? That would be so really cool. we I could mean, get that, yeah. you know, out of here. Really, really need that. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, going back to what I said, learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I was like, oh, Christopher Columbus Day, day off, cool. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, because you're so ined- uneducated. Now, you're like, oh, that's not right. Like, we need to fix these things. Yeah. And I feel like that's a huge problem that the white community ignores. They don't want to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they will never understand the big deals that it is to Native people, Mexican-American people, brown people in general, of what the significance of of what things mean, you know? I don't know. <laughs> That's just what I think. Yeah. You know? That's just my opinion. But yeah. I feel like things need to change, and things are changing, I feel. Yeah, very slowly. Very slowly. People are yeah. kind of still, like, hesitant to, like, the radical change. They're like, we're going to change this now, today, mm-hmm. it's over. But I feel like we could change that here in Arizona. Like, we don't need Christopher Columbus Day. No state needs it. We all need to have Indigenous Peoples Day and celebrate yes. Indigenous Peoples Day and celebrate Native American history, culture. Because yes. it's so amazing to me. Like, I'll go on, like, rabbit holes on YouTube on just Native American mm-hmm. uh, culture and just, like, what things mean and stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, blown away. Yeah. It's, so it's wild. Yeah. I'm definitely the same way, you know, when it comes to respecting other people's histories, other people's cultures, other people's identities, you know, and, and trying to do it in a respectful way. And I do that a lot with uh, folks like yourself, Mexican people, mm-hmm. because um, I grew up with, the, I mean, there's so much, you know, things that I relate to, things that I grew up that are the same things. Yeah. Native um, but I never under- and... really understood the depth of yeah. What it really means, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like a lot of Native Americans and Mexican Americans are tied in together. That we kind of all do the same thing. Yeah. When it comes to celebrating, it. Mm-hmm. and especially on holidays, especially here in Southern Arizona yeah. too, because we're so close we're so to close, Mexico, so close to Mexico, yeah. and like we're definitely so close to a lot of like reservations. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like Native American culture and Mexican culture are kind of one and the same. Yeah. But then again, there's so much I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've never even, I don't know. There's so much I feel like I still have to learn and, um, you know, vice versa. For sure. I would love to learn more and actually, like, actually go out to the reservation and mm-hmm. spend time there, you know? Yeah. When the whole um, Standing Rock was going down. Oh, yeah. And, like, you just see so many. Like, I could be online all day watching what people were talking about, mm-hmm. how people were, like, breaking things down. Yeah. A lot of, like, Native people just being up there and doing work mm-hmm. all for free. They didn't have to yeah. be up there. But they're doing it because it means something, mm-hmm. you know? I actually wanted to go up there, but I, I couldn't have kids, and that that wasn't mm-hmm. an option for me. Mm-hmm. I maybe could have for, like, a few days, but it wouldn't have been worth it to, like, just go spend mm-hmm. the day and then come back. And I also didn't want to be that whole, like, touristy person either. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on? Yeah. I, did, yeah. you, did you go up there? I did. I, I went, think I heard you I go up there. I actually went during a no Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we when we went, we just went nonstop. We know there were three of us, and we just rotated drivers. And it was a little crazy because folks that were there in Standing Rock that we knew, mm-hmm. they were kind of letting us know and telling us, you know, don't, when you're coming up here, don't stop in, like, the little 
you know, all white towns or some things mm-hmm. like that, small towns, you know, because a lot of things were coming out, you know, folks who didn't like what the natives were doing were being treated very badly when even outside of Standing Rock at a store or whatever. Yeah. So they told us, you know, don't don't make too many stops on the way. Just just get here. So we yeah. didn't. That's why we kind of just drove nonstop. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah, it was just crazy. Like to think that I had we had to do something like that. But I guess I, I understood because I was seeing it online also, the mistreatment. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, my he- my heart was just so set on, on going and, and being on the front lines and, you know, being all those, with everyone. Yeah, all those everyone. videos are nuts. Yeah. All and, those front line videos of people getting sprayed mm-hmm. and just, like, trampled over with horses and stuff. Yeah. it was It's heartbreaking. And uh, even just to see it on my phone, like, I, it just got to me. I did what I could. I donated money and I mm-hmm. gave, like, a... I think it was like $100 worth of like um, what they were asking for, like mm-hmm. clothes and socks and boots mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I did what I could. I sent something. Well, thank you for that. I mean, yeah. I think everyone who, who was a part of that supported, donated and everything. I think it really helped made a difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it's just sad that like we're so preoccupied with life and like tied down by things that we can't just up and leave to go help a cause like that you know yeah i know right and there's like so many people here that we're standing we're supporting it like no dapple but it's just like what are we doing you know we're just stuck down here we can't move we're pretty uh obligated to work yeah um and i think like the ending outcome of it too wasn't the greatest or the no. bestest neither i mean it was just you know but i think that it helped people all over the world to realize that we are still here yeah. and that's another thing in in indian country Native communities uh, is that you you always see that in a in a cause or a movement we are still here hashtag we are still, we are here. still here right yeah um, because we're it, it's the truth and and I'm even today I real I I speak to folks and they don't really know much they don't understand um, yeah but I feel like it's just better to have some history here in town yeah. you know just kind of do your own thing on your own mm-hmm. and uh, you know see how it turns out people want to work with you mm-hmm. that's good just like my brand like people are definitely hesitant yeah to like really? even support me yeah what's why i mean i think it's a great brand it i mean because um, it represents it truly represents you know if you're you live here you grew up here you're native to this area yeah you're gonna relate to it real quick you know i just feel like people like just typecast it like it's a i feel like it's just like a wannabe like gangster page you know people look at it and they're like who is this guy like he's trying to be this or trying to be that i'm just trying to be who i am i'm trying to be myself and um i feel like the way media uh, social media is right now as far as chicano <laughs> community and cholo culture i feel like we're kind of like a laughing stock right now really you know? yeah because i don't know if you like i don't know it's just like a perfect example would be like world star or latin world star i don't know you, what that is oh so they're just like basically like meme pages or just kind of like popular videos that go viral for not, um, not good reasons you know oh, okay for fighting or for people that are like super super hood and hmm. they, they like make fun of them you know what i mean yeah wow yeah so imagine like for example like a native american would start a page and be like i don't know i don't even know what the handle would be but like kind of just making fun of how you live basically and that's oh, kind of like what's going on really with, yeah that's kind of like what's going on in um the Chicano community right now I feel like a lot more than usual I feel like online we're like kind of getting laughed at because we're laughing at ourselves which is okay but I feel like a lot of people like uh even comedians like um people that will do cholo characters 
Oh, or they'll I put see. a headband on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk like this and like, just do my routine like that. Yeah, it's yeah, just like, that's true. You I know, see that. it's a total stereotype yeah. of like real Chicano people. So, what do you, what do you, um, what's the definition of a Chicano? I mean, Chicano basically is Mexican American, mm-hmm. you know, Mexican um, race mm-hmm. and born on this side of the border. Mm, okay. So that's basically the definition. And so of it. it's like like the whole uh, you know stereotype yeah. is not even what it really is. Maybe it represents maybe a small part of. Yeah, like that cholo culture is just yeah. a subculture of Chicano culture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because there's so many Chicanos that don't associate anything with that. Never been in a gang in their life. They've mm-hmm. never like had friends like that. Yeah. They've never uh, been down with any type of like um, movement as far as you know writing graffiti or rapping mm-hmm. or breaking DJing mm-hmm. okay as far as music goes but yeah like again what I said earlier the movies only show the gang parts yeah. of our life you know yeah. and we all have family that is you know mm-hmm. go that route the wrong route yeah and true. they do get involved in that but um yeah I feel like it's just a, a negative stereotype that we ha- always are dealing with people that think that we're too we're too hood or too gangsta mm. when we're just normal people and this is just kind of how we grew up yeah you know because my my podcast my upcoming podcast yeah let's talk about that yeah so the title of it is called cholo stereo okay i think it's a catchy cholo name stereo. yeah and it's funny i i love hip-hop and everything and like i went digging online finding old pictures of like little cholos with their like boombox next to them and oh, i'm yeah. like that's so cool like even uh-huh. back then they were just holding the stereo with them i don't know what they were listening to mm-hmm. probably oldies you know but like <laughs> i feel like with me growing up and loving hip-hop and loving music mm-hmm. that probably could be me now because i have my headphones on constantly and listening yeah. to music constantly i love music so much and it was like kind of heartbreaking when i had to stop djing oh i see and when i did de- when i stopped djing it was for financial reasons because i was having another I was having another baby at that time, uh-huh. and I'm just like, I can't spend my time doing this and getting paid, you know, minimal. Yeah. I have to, I had to sell all my stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, but I sold it to a fellow DJ of mine. I knew everything went to a good home. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. That's good. But hopefully people won't look at the podcast and be like, I don't want to listen to this, you know, mm-hmm. just based off the name, you know, mm-hmm. judging a book by its cover. But the guests that I have are going to be amazing. Like, I, everyone I asked, they said yes. Cool. And I was really surprised. Sweet. Yeah. I That's have awesome. uh, people doing work in the community right now. Two big voices that are going to be on the uh, on the podcast. I have a friend of mine that's involved with uh, Tierra Libertad. His name's mm-hmm. Claudio. Mm-hmm. Amazing dude. So smart. Really? Yeah. Cool. He's like one of the smartest dudes I know. Do you want me to tell you a few of the guests? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Carlos Garcia. Mm-hmm. He's up in Phoenix right now. Doing okay. so much, he's been doing work for the community mm-hmm. up there. He has an organization called Puente that he works with, and I'm not sure what actual seat he's running for, but he's doing something in the. Uh, I think maybe for Congress up there. Oh, I don't really? Know. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. But he's running for something. I don't know if it's like a seat in some type of board. I know it's bigger than just like um, educational. I know. It, yeah. It's definitely like it's a it's a big thing. It's a yeah. big deal up there, and it's nice. in Phoenix. Yeah. Wow. Alejandro Pueblo. Or uh, mm-hmm. Pablo, I'm sorry. She is uh, super, I don't know, she's online a lot. Mm-hmm. And she definitely gets her voice out there. And she was just here for the uh, Tucson Free Families for the Sanctuary City thing. Uh-huh. Um, did you hear about that? Mm-mm. So that was just this past Saturday. 
at the historic Y. They had a huge gathering. They had uh, Alejandra actually spoke because um, they're trying to get her deported out of here. Oh, I out see. Out of the United States, yeah. Oh, man. And she was actually locked up for, I think, a year or two years. I'm not sure. Wow. In the Eloy Detention Center. And really? the reason that she got locked up was because she checked in somewhere to, like, go check in. I think it was, like, check in with, like, a, a probation officer type mm -hmm. person. And uh, they just, like, handcuffed her and took wow, her into the really? detention center. Yeah, so she was trying to, like, do what she was supposed to do. Yeah. And ended up getting arrested for whatever reason. So Jeez. I'm hoping to get that that full mm -hmm. story on the mm -hmm. podcast. Um, I have a amazing uh, graffiti writer, tattoo artist named Mike Rios coming. He did the... Uh, there's a mural right across the street from American E Company. It's a black and white mural. Have mm -hmm. you seen it? Oh, yeah. I seen it yesterday. I was looking oh, at yeah? it. I was like, what? Look at that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. He uh, he knew a friend of mine that uh, hit me up on Instagram, too. They're like, hey, Mike's coming. Do you want to, like, throw in to buy some paint? Mm -hmm. I'm like, heck, yeah. But it was just such a late notice. Yeah. I didn't get to buy the paint for him. But he did. He made do with what he had. So he did that black and white. I've and seen that. Yeah, yeah. So I got to see him paint that firsthand. Yeah. That was really, really cool. I actually, because we went to go eat there across the street, and we oh, yeah. were driving off, and I seen it, um, and I recently started doing Lyft, so I was like, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to take a picture of that, oh, <laughs> but like, I didn't get a chance to go back and take a picture. You're driving now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. I wanted to do that, too, but the car that I have, I guess it's not allowed because there's, like, some suicide doors on it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just, it's not, like, an old car or anything. It's just, like, yeah. one of the cars that has access hmm. to suicide. So it's not allowed to be a lift, wow. a lift car. Yeah, huh. it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so those are just a few guests. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I definitely look forward to hearing more, um, learning more with your upcoming uh, new podcast. Um, and I think that it's just awesome. I think any new podcaster, I'm excited for them because there is a lot. A lot of good things to come with it and so many For people sure. love it so many people support it podcasting these days is a big thing it's relevant it's people are um, listening to episodes interviews because you know they uh, they're interested so there's just a lot of so many things and ways to do it um, and I think yours is a unique one because I haven't heard of one like it <laughs> and I think a lot of the yeah. information you do share it seems like people aren't doing that right you know yeah um, I think it's better to get down to the nitty-gritty and mm -hmm. share where things come from yes. and do your actual research exactly you know exactly, so, yes. so it's not so stereotyped yes you, someone that doesn't know anything about chicano culture will look at you and be like oh they're just you know they just want to dress a certain way and <laughs> ride in low riders <laughs> it's like it's totally not that there's so much more and wow. going back to the podcast i think it's just better to have more brown voices out there mm -hmm, accessible mm -hmm. you know yes learning from one another that's my biggest thing is just I want to learn from everyone. Awesome. You know? That's great. And it's awesome that you have this platform, too, because yeah. I think it's great for you awesome. to have another brown voice on the radio mm -hmm. or podcasting, you mm -hmm. know? All right. Well, um, we're getting to the end of the interview. So the moral of the story, you know, it's just what we were just saying, you know, sharing information that has been stereotyped, you know, correcting that or, you know, putting out real facts and, and, and sharing examples and having conversations of those things is to a lifestyle that may be misunderstood. You know what I mean? Definitely. All right. So thank you, Miguel, for coming in. I look forward to, you know, maybe in the future collaborating or look forward to seeing uh, the progress of your podcast coming out <laughs> this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, if there's any last words that you want to say? Um, 
I'm gonna be involved in the uh, Tucson Hip Hop Fest. I didn't think I was this year. But oh yeah. Yeah. Are well, you gonna be attending? I'm maybe. I I know I went last year. I yeah. met you. I met you. Remember, I was talking in the yeah. beginning. I, I said once I met you, and that was there. And yeah. When you said that, I was like, when was that? And yeah. <laughs> but now thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I bought some merch because it was pretty cool, like the chola, the the hat and the the shades. Was it a sticker? Bought, yeah, it was the sticker. Yeah, okay. I liked that one. I thought that one, I could relate to that one. I put that on my laptop. Oh, did you? And then, oh man, that's cool. You know, Thank I you. I bought my husband that beanie with the um. Oh yeah, that was my friend uh, Carlos. Oh, that was his. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys yeah. were next to each we other. We were sharing a booth. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he oh, goes okay. by uh, West Styles, and he does a lot of yeah. amazing art too. And he's been around for a while as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely another brown mm-hmm. person that doesn't get as much recognition or shine as he should mm. and but he's also involved with flowers and bullets really so, yeah okay I'm, yeah that organization is just amazing to me i know i've been seeing i mean just what they're doing even right now with the yeah. new spot that they got mm-hmm. i mean they're some very talented people they know what they're doing you yeah know? i'm so, super jealous super props <laughs> much love and props <laughs> to them they just have it together <laughs> yes you know? i know right and it's funny because <clears throat> For the longest time, I wanted to, you know, like, I want to be in Flowers and Bullets, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I didn't really know how to, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, How do you contribute to that? Yeah, and you don't want to be, have like... have to have a unique skill? <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to be super thirsty. You'd be like, hey, man, what's going on? They're like, get rid of this guy. So I just wanted to start my own thing. And I think um, it's working out because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I have a more creative freedom doing what I want, you know? I'm just doing what I want to do. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to be involved in the uh, Hip Hop Fest. Cool. And we're going to be, um, I'm actually going to be presenting a lowrider club called Group. Okay. And uh, uh, they're going to have about six cars out there. So oh, they're wow. going to have, have some lowriders on display. Mm, You'll okay. see some yeah, beautiful cars and some art. That's another thing. Like Sanavir, they actually have their own lowrider club. Have you heard of that? It's kind of. I might have. I went to a lowrider show that was at Sanavir Church like yeah. a few months ago. Yeah, back. The, the title, it's, a, it's an autumn word. I don't even know what it's called. Or how to say it, but <laughs> yeah, when it's, I it's, when I went to it, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, a few months back, yeah, there mm-hmm. was uh, cars there, there was motorcycles, mm-hmm. there was bikes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there was just a lot of a lot of love out there. Mm-hmm. There was just kind of families hanging yeah. out. Yeah, and I love that part about the lowrider community. Mm-hmm. It's like very family based. Yeah, I've and, seen uh, that. Yeah, I think that's amazing too to have uh, the whole family kind of be involved with something Definitely. and share that experience because I didn't have that growing up. Well, thank you for taking the time to come out and be on the show. I really appreciate it. And all the information that you shared is things that I've been interested in, that I've been wanting to hear more about. Um, if there's any last-minute shout-outs that you want to give to anyone out there that's Yeah, listening. for sure. Um, big shout-out to uh, his name is Fernando. He goes by mm-hmm. Casual. Um, he has his own brand called Official, and he has his own podcast. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Oh, it's what? called The Hood Diner. So shout-out to Casual. He works with... Uh, his partner doing that podcast, uh, DJ Sentry. Um, shout out to my buddy Pike Romero. He basically was the uh, Kickstarter for Tucson Hip Hop Fest. Oh, wow. There wasn't anything Hip Hop Fest related before him. Oh, okay. And he's actually from here, but oh. he moved away for a long time. Yeah. And then he came back. You yeah, know, I you think know I've Pike? seen him around. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. Can't miss him. Big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so humble nice. so cool yeah i made a little pin of his face i, I don't know did that. you see it i did yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know he just means a lot to me because he's just always been there always humble mm-hmm. super nice always supportive nice and that to me is just something that's amazing if someone's mm-hmm. gonna support you no matter what i feel like that you have a friend for life right there yeah you know um and definitely shout out all my old dj homies DJ Herm, do you know DJ Herm? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely cool I've, dude. I definitely, yeah, he's 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 got some pretty good skills. He does. Yeah, um, but it's, it's funny. He's one of those people that if you if you see him online, they're like, I don't want to meet this person, but then <laughs> in person, he's the coolest dude, you know. Yeah, and he's gonna help. He's always supported me in anything I've done. That's Even cool. in the shirt that I put out that year for the Hip Hop uh-huh. Fest, the Wu-Sun shirt. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, um, I just want to tell you something. I hate Wu-Tang ripoffs, but I'm still going to buy your shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. So there's always going to be those people that have their opinions, but no mm-hmm. matter what, because of who you are and the relationships and the things that you've been through yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Like, we used to DJ a lot together, and he used to invite me a lot to La Cocina, oh, wow. which I was super grateful for. So shout out to DJ Herm. And uh, Pike Romero, Casual. I know there's more people I'm missing, but mm-hmm. shout out Flowers and Bullets, Tierra yes. Libertad, the inspiration to what mm-hmm. I'm doing now cool. and why reason why I'm here, you know, Lower Arizona. I have a question for you, though, All if right. I could ask. Yeah, yeah. Um, what kind of, like, sparked your interest as far as, like, the page, like, Lower Arizona? Because I feel like, me, it's, like, interesting to me because I'm doing it. But, yeah. like, I always, like, I never get to hear other people's point of view mm-hmm. on it. I think what sparked it is um, the the information you were sharing as to why this exists or, you know, kind of breaking down the mm. the stereotypes and trying to move away from that and, and sharing some real knowledge about, you know, those kind of topics and things. And that's cool. what I like, you know, because that's kind of what I do with with my podcast um, yeah. is, is try to, you know, break away from the stereotypes, let folks to see a better understanding of who we are as Native people in urban areas and, and how we're contributing to the community and how we've always been here and all that kind of stuff. That's so I, I guess that's how I relate it to, to what awesome. you're doing. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's just something that I've always been super curious about because mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone perceives it, you know? Mm-hmm. You get a like on Facebook, it's like, well, what does that mean, really? Like, <laughs> you just want to like it because it's funny? Yeah. Are you laughing at it? Mm-hmm. Or are you really in tune with what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, I feel like the engagement is such a huge deal. Yes. You know? Yeah. I feel like more people need to engage with each other. Yeah, for sure. In a positive way, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to go the negative route. Yeah. And that's why I've kind of like shied away from not even posting on Facebook anymore. Mm. I'm strictly Instagram and Twitter Mm. because you just you get those people that are never going to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Because they don't want to because they're set in their way. Yeah. True. Very true. You know, annoying. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you know, just let me say what I'm going to say. Yeah. And then if you don't want to say anything, you don't have to. But if you do want to say something, at least be positive about it, because Mm -hmm. in real life, we're friends. You know, Yeah. you don't have to be this other person Mm -hmm. on social media. True. But yeah, social media is definitely beneficial. But I feel like if you use it in the right way to be positive mm-hmm. and support other people and, um, you know, promote other people as well, yeah. I think it could be a great tool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. But thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you for coming out. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I hope that you've learned something new. Um, and uh, you've tuned into Cultivating Indigenous Voices with Tina Andrew. Have a good day.